0: Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> How you doing today?
1: Pretty good. How about yourself?
0: Um, I feel like I'm on a boat. You're on a boat? I feel like I'm on a boat. Um, so we were on a cruise for 6 days. 2 nights of which particular were very rough seas. Yeah. And then yesterday was a travel day all day. Came back last night, laid down for the first time, and just immediately felt this swelling going up and down. And then you said, Heather,
1: get off me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now,
0: No, like, apparently it's called uh, disembark syndrome or something. Disembarkment syndrome?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's I didn't even
0: know, because we went on a a cruise last time, and this didn't happen. But, uh yeah this time i feel like i'm legitimately on a boat <laughs> you know the whole you said it's the second cruise you've been on well third
1: actually Third, okay i don't get the whole cruise culture and like everybody's always like oh man it's great and here's the word you always hear you ready for it you know what it is it's all inclusive all right yeah if you want to fucking eat 80 hamburgers in a sitting you can you it's can. yours yeah
0: definitely it's definitely an option
1: I don't know, man, that being confined to a space, even though I know it's a huge wide open space and you can never think that you're on a boat, just me knowing that I just can't get off at any point in time. But you can. You can when they go to the ports, right? right? Okay. But that's like, and that's another thing. People say they go, oh, well, you know, you stop every day and you get off and everything. But how many hours straight are you on this boat where you're just out? and all you see is water
0: most of the time yeah yeah
1: and i think that would just flip me Alec. i would just it it would be no fun for me
0: um i find it very peaceful oh we had a balcony this time in our room which i i spent like hours out on the balcony just watching the water Uh, i found that to be really peaceful but there are elements of the cruise that are very stressful there's a lot of people. A lot of them are rude. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say,
1: before you said rude, I thought you were going to say a lot of them are old, because that was my next question, as always. You a lot of Heather, them
0: are old. Were you and Heather, like, the youngest people on the boat? No, there's people that that are our age, um, but there are a lot of families. There are a lot of older people. There are a lot of drunk people. Yeah. Um, because alcohol, is it included in your ticket, but you can buy week-long passes for alcohol so you can drink as much as you want to which interestingly enough heather told me that um uh the there is actually a limit on the alcohol if you buy that thing it's like a couple hundred bucks to buy it but you're limited to 15 drinks a day a day Oh, okay well but we overheard some people complaining about that yeah and we were like what the fuck man really like 15 drinks in one day is not enough for you so that's
1: like a mixed drink beer
0: whatever. Yeah. I mean I think it has to be like on their list. Like you can't get like, you know, patron shots. But you can get Okay, but you can get a sh- you can get a shot. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But uh I think, you know, it's got to be their beer, their wine selection and then the liquor drinks. I think it has to be on their menu. I'm thinking if you're on a cruise, you're not
1: real picky about your brand of uh alcohol, right?
0: I mean, I don't know. But, uh, you know, they definitely have all those different types of liquor. You just got to pay extra. I think you have to pay extra, but... Well, does she get a pass? No, no. It's only, since I don't drink, You, if you get the pass, everyone in your cabin has to get it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because so they don't that's how it. they get you. Cause, yeah, because otherwise you could just that's get the drinks out, I mean... and bring them back to your cabin and share them, I guess is what they're trying to avoid.
1: Okay, but what's to keep you from getting a pass and like sharing them with other people? That, well, you
0: still could, yeah. but why would you yeah. share drinks with friends with people that you <laughs> why, don't know? Why, why would you <laughs> no, share? No, 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 you know, sharing with your friends, yes. Sharing with people that you don't know, maybe probably not. Yeah. You know, you're less likely to do that, I guess. So but anyway, yeah, there, people are drinking fifteen drinks a day. Was there a boat. movie theater
1: on this uh, boat?
0: Yes, there's actually a 4D one too. Yeah, uh, there's an IMAX theater and a 4D theater, and okay. we went to we did one of the 4D ones. It was like a horror horror ride. All yeah. the seats move, and the wind blows, and there's water, and it's very loud, and it was pretty cool. We, we talked about 4D last podcast. The the Vaulted podcast, right? It's definitely becoming a thing. As a matter of fact, yesterday we had nine hours to kill before our flight, and we were in Miami, our Fort Lauderdale, and we went to the Dave and & Buster's, and they have a, they had, well, they I think they had several, they had several video games that were 40, so you yeah. could, like, get in this little box, play the game, and like the sh- seat shake, and the wind blows, and all that stuff. I think that's, it's just becoming a thing now. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So overall, it's a good. You you
1: enjoy the the cruises, obviously.
0: I enjoy it. Yeah, there's definitely lots of stuff to do. Yeah, we there's like a ropes course. A what? To, a ropes course. To how to yeah. was it
1: like bondage
0: or what, what are you talking? About? <laughs> no, like ropes course. Like in, normally they're like up in the trees and you like go from obstacle to obstacle on a thing. Oh, okay. They have them on the top of the boat. Yeah, that was pretty fun. There's like a sky ride that rides around the brim of the the boat for you to do. There's like gym, there's basketball courts, of course I'm not into that. There's a chessboard. There's pools, jacuzzis, there's movies. They're showing Joker at midnight pretty much every night wow. of the thing. Uh what else? There's a lot of shows. You have a fancy dinner every night. Food anytime you want it. <laughs> you got any uh you got any uh, um ideas for any
1: uh future podcasts for people? march 7th i'm gonna do one a uh very special podcast with uh cam to talk to him about being fired (laughs) he doesn't know it yet that should be a great one yeah that'll be great
0: that's gonna be enlightening (sighs) yeah so in case you didn't know we had fought we we fired our drummer recently yeah should we talk about it
1: and now a very special podcast with cam's reply heavily condensed for comedic effect so how does it feel to be fired from a band?
2: Um, I don't like to say fired because I like to say I, I got let go. And and the way I try to look at it was, especially with Jesse specifically, was I still have a professional relationship with him yeah. through batshit. So it, it made me, you know, worried that I was losing him altogether. Like I thought, you know, that he was done with me as a person.
1: He's so busy that he is able to not think about it
2: to to me. I felt like the biggest thing was that, and this is, maybe I was just telling myself this when I talked to trace about it. Um, um, it was probably more than anything, a stylistic thing. Like,
1: no, I don't think it's that at all. Trace is wrong about that. I think it was just being late and the, you having the shittiest luck in the world here, here hearing your explanation, It reminds me of why we fired you to begin with. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. I'm playing with you. Be the be the drummer, not the bummer.
2: No, I know, and and I love
1: you to death, but you got the crappiest luck. Like, okay, so for our listeners, the last time that Cameron was supposed to come, he couldn't because he had wrecked his car. It was a single person wreck. He wasn't drunk.
2: I wasn't drunk. I wasn't wasn't stoned.
1: He just had. I had just.
2: I just gotten off work. Yep, and. Took my normal route like I always did, and it was coming up, up sort of a hill into a curve. Yeah. And it was, it had been, it had like rained the day before. So the gravel was still kind of moist. So when I hit it, I slid and I fucked up and tried to correct. And when I tried to correct, I should have just turned into it. When I tried to correct, I slid off.
1: So we had this big day planned that I had been like, for weeks, had been like, Cameron. Make sure you're going to be off camera. You're going to make sure you're going to be off. Well, then he didn't have a car and I was like, make sure you get a car. Make sure you're going to be here. Make sure you're going to be here. Don't wait to the last few minutes. And then he texts me and want me to drive all the way to you. Then back to here, then take you back and then so forth and so on. Anyway, you couldn't make it
2: compensated you.
1: That's not the point. It's the time. And I want to, you know, I don't want to, that would be not relaxing at all for me. But anyway, the the point is the point of the story is so, You get a car after the fact, okay? And so I haven't seen Cam since November. And he comes over today and he pulls up. (laughs) (laughs) And his new car, not a new car, but a new car to him, is wrecked. On oh, the front, and I was like, "Did you buy it that way, nah. or did you get it that way?" And he was like, "Shut up, man!" And I was like, "Let me get a picture, of this man. Please don't do a picture of it, because I knew uh, you're gonna fucking send it to like everybody. Like, I haven't sent it. Look yeah. at this dumbass. Or maybe I make it the cover for this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at uh, you. So but, anyway, <laughs> Brady, we don't have to. We don't have to deal. We don't listen. We haven't. Uh, I didn't mean to. Uh, to to delve into it. I just wanted to say what's it feel like to be fired and see how the how the podcast started from there. But um I
2: mean anyway. let, me, let me just finish by saying overall okay. it fucking sucks. We now
1: return to our regularly scheduled program.
2: Um yeah, so I've been reading this book
0: by uh, Kenny Werner called Effortless Mastery. Actually David Schroeder, our bass player is the one who okay. recommended me reading it uh several years ago actually. Um anyway, the quote is it is better to make bad music from a liberated state than to make reasonably good music from a state of bondage. Whole heart, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I think, I think you should read this book though. I think it, everyone should read it. Obviously, Dave has written it, read it. Um, I've now read it because it taps into that that idea. Um, but because there's, I think there's a way to do it and it also be good. But you can't be concerned with it being good. There's a difference. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're too concerned with it being good, it's almost like you're inherently making it bad. You're well, you're you're basically ruining it before you even get started. There's another quote that I really like. Um, it's something along the lines like, if you if you've planned out, if you if your goal is so like defined in your head in your life, like this is the things that I want, which is so interesting. I don't know. We'll talk about it in a sec. But if the goal is, that you have in your mind is, like, so specific, you could see all the things, it's like you've effectively taken all of the mystery out of your life. Because if you're so sure of how you're going to turn out, you're so sure that you want to be the singer in the band and this and this and this and whatever, or that you want to be a millionaire or that you want to have f- 4 billion followers on Instagram and be a thing or whatever. Yeah. If, that, if the, all your you're focused on is like that then you're you have tunnel vision and you've you've left no room for improvisation hmm. you've left you've left no room for mystery because you're just so a lot of the new age shit that's what i think is so interesting about it like all the new age stuff that you read about on instagram like you just gotta manifest yeah. your destiny is yeah. like dude like Okay, fine, but that's boring as fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, enjoy the ride. Absolutely. You know? And this book talks about that sort of thing a lot. So it's like on your journey to become a – it's called effortless mastery. So it's like on your journey to become a master, you have to give up your desire to become a master. So the the book is just called – should just
1: be called Live?
0: No. I mean, it's it makes sense if you read the book. Yeah. Because it's it's basically saying that you know the things that you want in life are sort of already there, and as soon as you start stop reaching for them, they they just show up, and it's, so it's a lot of meditation, a lot of stuff that I'm already into in general, but it's just applied to music. Yeah, and you're, you're you're reading a book of someone who's played with great musicians for his almost his whole career now, and like you're like, okay, this guy obviously <laughs> he kind of gets it. I mean, he's not. Nobody knows who he is outside of you know.
1: Man, that's such a but that is such a what's the word I'm looking for is is because I'm struggling with that right now. As you know, you know I'm trying to learn different styles and I'm trying to look at it from different ways. I'm trying to learn more theory and all that kind of good stuff. And then you're just like, "Hey, asshole, just play," which I do. Yes, <clears throat> but with music though, there are rules. And uh, who's the quote? Uh, I can't remember who this quote's from, but it's something uh, about learning the rules to be able to break them. Right, of course. Um, and that's that's kind of what you're doing with music. I mean, to do it, if I feel like to do it proficiently and to do it well, and to, and to really tap into your creativity, you kind of have to learn the rules and then break them. Now, there's some people who they don't know zero about it, and it just flows out of them. I'm not one of those people I, or, or maybe I don't allow myself to be that person. You know, I mean, as you're whack, pointing your finger at me. <laughs>
0: yes, that's but, exactly. But right. yeah, that's the, that's the more likely thing.
1: Yeah, possibly. But you know, I'm like, okay, well, and i I've learned to let go a lot, but you know, there's still that. And that's the same for you. I mean, sure. I would think,
0: I mean, yeah, you never get there. That's yeah. the point like you're always going to go through I mean he talks about that in the book too like how it's all kind of a cycle you'll go through moments in your life where you're like yes I really get it I get it I get it and then you'll suck back out and you'll realize that you don't know anything and then yeah. eventually you get back around it's it's just that's just life I think but like step 1 of this whole thing is uh the the first part of it is um basically what Jonas does okay <laughs> Jonas has got step 1 down i mean maybe he just coming from it i don't know what's going on his mind because he's a kid obviously jonas is my five-year-old for anybody who doesn't he's so we're talking about a five-year-old okay now say it again but he just plays the keys yeah he's not thinking about it he doesn't feel one way or the other about it he's not concerned with becoming great yep he's just putting his fingers on the keys and making sound exactly that's the first part of this book
1: That was the beginning of the new enlightenment for me is I was like, okay, he has rhythm and he's basically playing in a rhythm. He's not playing, paying any attention to the keys or the notes that he's playing. Right. But it actually sounds kind of good. And I can say Mm -hmm. that not listen, if my kid's going to play music, I'll try my best to step back and not be harsh or critical. I'm not pushing him to play, but, you know, I'm gonna know, not you know how some people get tunnel vision with their kids, and they're like, "Oh, he's the best." I mean, I'll know in the back of my head, mm, right? He's okay. He's not, you know, maybe he maybe it's, he's not cut out for it or whatever. But, but the point is, is he was playing with a rhythm, and he was playing different stuff, and I was like, "Man, I need to do that." So, I mean, I was learning from him by watching him, and I was like, "Okay, it doesn't really matter what you play, right?"
0: Yeah, that's what this book is kind of going into theory, talking about. Yeah, and you can still apply the rules, um, but you do it in such a way from a space of not caring and letting go and letting it flow through you rather than being so conscious of every move that you're making.
1: So how do you apply that? So for people who aren't musicians,
0: Mm -hmm. how could you apply this to your life, and how would it better your life? I mean, if in fact, I mean, it's, it would just be meditation. I think. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about it in a way that's targeted towards music. So, I mean, I think meditation is great for anyone to do. It's Certainly, been helpful for me and many other people that I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess, yeah. Just any other meditation book would probably be a good one to read. Yeah. <laughs> for. For just life stuff but I think this also applies to life. Um, so as a musician, even though this is targeted towards a musician it'll it'll roll over into the other parts of your life as well.
1: Yeah. Let's check it out.
0: I'll let you borrow it. Should we take a break? Sure let's have a
1: quick word from our sponsor that we don't have.
0: Don't Hello.
1: This is normally where a commercial would go but since we have no sponsors, there's no commercial. If you could see fit to pledge $1 a day, you could make sure to never have to hear my own made-up commercial in the middle of a podcast. Thank you.
0: Same Same subject matter?
1: We're back. Okay, so we tried to unpause it after our commercial break, which you may get a commercial break or you may not. Um, and Jesse,
0: what did you bring up? Well, we were talking about Billie Eilish and record of the year. And I said something like, uh, yeah, I've been listening to that record and I think it's a good record, but I didn't think it was as good as Bonnie Iver's record, which was also up for record of the year. And JP rolled his eyes and was like (laughs) that guy. Yeah. And then I asked him if he could elaborate on why he didn't like Bonnie Iver.
1: Really pretentious people like Bonnevere, the the people that I know who uh, have have recommended it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm already skeptical. Then I looked at him, and I was like, "Mm, okay, this is probably some singer-songwriter, boring guitar guy who can't sing but can sing kind of guy. And I listened to it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was pretty much right. (laughs) So. And then I said, in fairness, <clears throat> I don't listen to songs past ten seconds. It's got to catch me or it doesn't, which is a fault of mine. I realize, and I've missed out on music that later on you know I got into because of, because of that, but I you know I don't
0: know you should uh, open yourself up to the experience No, I know,
1: and I, I mean I know I sound like a meathead saying that, but I was that way with nirvana. Cause I was in the record stores and I worked, you know, I worked in a record store and all the kids who were coming in for Nirvana were just, they just really annoyed me. And so I was like, so I took it out on Nirvana. (laughs) The Beatles, Beatles fan. Oh my God. Mega Beatles fans are the worst. And back in and back they were around and more vocal 20 years ago than they are now. But I just, They were like the the comic book guy on um, the Simpsons. They were like, "Well, every role I was, oh, you just heard, you know, just foaming at the mouth, just with with enthusiasm about the Beatles, right?" And so that turned me off. I mean, is there is is there a band or or somebody you missed out on because of their fans?
0: Um, yeah, probably. Um, I feel like I'm very detached from anything happening in rap music right now for a lot of that reason. Because of the fans. Yeah, but but I've I've made attempts to go and listen to like some of the stuff that's out there and it's just it doesn't speak to me um you know, and it's it's I have whatever. I'm it's fun, I guess. It's what the kids are into right now. Yeah. It makes me feel the old kids. and I'm not even really that old. Yeah. Um but Honestly, like, I could deal without hearing another 808 in my wh- whole life again. I'm good on that.
1: Oh, 808s are always fun.
0: I mean, no. Uh, I think they're so, it's so played out now that I just don't care about it. I also could go without another song talking about uh, lean or like how much money you have or like whatever, how many hoes you've got or like any of this stuff. Like, I'm ready for,
1: Oh, the same could be said about any genre of music, though.
0: Yeah, but this is like... I don't think it's healthy for our uh, society. To what? Um, I don't think it's healthy to to think that it's cool to rob people. I don't think it's healthy for people to think it's okay to over-sexualize women. I don't think it's cool to promote drug use that's like literally already killed like three or four rappers in the past few years that were like not even were babies. I mean, kids look at that. I mean, whatever kids look at that shit and they think it's okay. They think it's fun. Do they though?
1: Did you, did the things that your parents, the, the adults around you, the things that they didn't like when you were a kid, did they really make you, were they bad for you? Was Beavis and Butthead bad for
0: you? Did you go start a fire? No, but that was hilarious.
1: Yeah, okay. But I mean, but you know how there's that whole thing where, like, uh, you know, you would get these uh, commercials about, like, weed back in the day. Right. And you were like, that's not the way that it is. Like, you don't even, the commercial would portray this kid who, like, had huge anger issues. He Like, he, he smoked a joint and he went out and, like, robbed people and all this kind of good stuff. And that's not that drug at all. I mean, maybe Crack or or Coke uh, even. I don't know. I don't know because I've never done either one of those. But, I mean, do you think that rap is really affecting kids?
0: I think it's not not even the subject matter as much as it is. It feels soulless to me. Um, I mean, yeah, I listened to Slipknot when I was in high school and my mom took that record away from me. But there was still something undeniably true about that music that I felt and you people still feel that like to this day I mean yeah okay whatever it's creepy it sounds kind of evil and it's angry music yeah but like it came from a genuine place I feel like a lot of the rap now is coming from a place that isn't that
1: maybe you're listening to the wrong rap
0: okay yeah I love Kendrick yeah right I like I like conscious rap music yeah but this stuff where it's—I feel like these, like I feel like a lot of the rappers are just saying the same shit over and over and over again, and people are eating it up because I whatever think the beat's I think, hot, whatever. But, I think
1: that's youth culture. I don't think it's that's just to rap. I think it's to pop music as well. I mean, which you know, I think, and I think it's just the culture, man.
0: Maybe in. It's okay. I'm totally okay with not being a part of that yeah. culture. And we're, we're part. <laughs> of the, I'm all good with it. We're, we're I, part I, of.
1: We're part of the uh, get off my lawn culture now.
0: Look, it's not even that. I don't even think it's about my age. There's nothing. I don't feel when I listen to that. There's nothing there for me. Yeah. I'm not getting anything from listening to some nineteen year old twat tell me how much fucking money he's got. <laughs> I get nothing from that. It doesn't speak to me. Yeah. Uh, i'm not gonna buy it i'm not gonna show it to other people do what you do it's all good not for me
1: (laughs) do you think the people are listening to the lyrics though because i don't know if i think this was part of uh part of the podcast that didn't record earlier when i said that i'm not a lyric person i don't listen to lyrics that much that's not i mean i'm more i listen to the music what the music is saying that's really what speaks more to me when i'm listening to music and and years later i've realized oh they were talking about this for this song that I've heard a million times I never knew what they were talking about because I just didn't care
0: well I mean I think a lot of people listen to the lyrics and even if you don't listen to the lyrics you're still ingesting them on some subconscious level. level Yeah, but like for instance okay there's a song that's apparently coming ahead I think it's called Roxanne I can't remember the name of the artist whatever this is an example of some of a song that's like okay it's doing all the things that that I'm talking about. The beat's cool. It's auto tuney and it's kind of that whatever. It's it's in line with all the things that are happening in hip-hop and pop music right now. But the song is good. Yeah. The song is good. Like, the song is catchy, and there's a character there. And yeah, it's like Roxanne, Roxanne, all she wants to do is party all night. But like, we all know that person. Like, I can relate to that song because I've met Roxanne. Yeah. We all have met Roxanne. We yeah. know who this song is we about. We know Roxanne. Right, and that's cool. Like, I can get down with that. I can get down with Post Malone. I mean, that song, that big hit he had last year was tremendous. Um, so, I don't know. I think there's room there, but I think the majority of it is just devoid of, like, any sort of subject matter that are meaningfulness or like anything that most people can connect to. And if, if, if the masses are really getting connected to songs that are like trash like that, (laughs) then I'm, I'm a little worried for our culture. I think that's devolution.
1: Yeah. I think we're just having an old man moment. It's hard for me. Maybe, but Mm -hmm.
0: I talk to people who are younger than me that feel the same way.
1: Well, listen. It's like this. So we're going on vacation. We're, we're going to Disney, and we're looking for. I'm looking for clothes last night, and Georgia's with me, and I'm just you know, I'm not a uh, a hot weather clothing kind of guy, which kind of sucks because living in Georgia, but I don't like short sleeves. Yeah, I like long sleeves, and I'll just roll them up, whatever. But anyway, so we were we were a looking for clothes and she's handed me this one and I was like absolutely not she's like what it's thin it breathes and I was like I'm not wearing a shirt that has a wing on the back now they're very they're very popular with the guys my age but I'm like I'm not going there I refuse to wear one of these fisherman shirts that has, and then I'm like, I said, what the fuck is this? There's some Velcro thing right on the pocket. <clears throat> and it's just like it. I said, what is that for? She goes, that's for your fishing pole. And I was like, shut up <laughs> right now. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm not wearing that. And she was like, okay, you're lost. It's going to be comfortable. I mean, it's a dad shirt. Your dad, I'm like, "Mm, I'm not that dad yet, right? Now I'll tell dad jokes and I'll be dad, I'll be dad in other ways. No, no, ma'am, am am I wearing that shirt? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think getting old and becoming a dad means you have to sacrifice, you know, every shred of dignity you have. Yeah. So that's why
1: I'm not (laughs) so. That's not why I'm, I'm. Even if I don't get the new music, I try my best to be like, you know what. My parents or people, you know, my parents' age when I was a kid didn't get the music that I listened to, you know. Yeah. So, you know, hold up, boomer, even though I'm not a boomer. Right. (laughs) I okay boomered myself, which I guess is okay.
0: Okay, boomer. Uh, By the way, I still feel like I'm on a fucking boat. Do you? Uh, yeah, in case If we could play it, I would, have we In case can't. you didn't know, I'm experiencing what is called disembarkation, disembarkment syndrome. Which, oh, so hold little, on. Let me just look this all up. Yeah. So I've been on a cruise boat for the past six days. I got off the cruise boat yesterday, and as soon as I sat still for more than five minutes, I felt like I was still on the boat. Right now, I feel like I'm literally rocking back and forth and going up and down five to ten feet. It's very unsettling. It's actually making me feel tired. I feel like like fatigued from it. I just drank a coffee, so I should be fine.
1: Okay, disembarkment syndrome is a neurological condition usually occurring after a cruise aircraft flight or other sustained motion event. The phrase "mal de... deep." Okay, so look, it's in French. So right there, all this stuff is in French. Um neurological condition so it's on.
0: like my brain doesn't realize that I'm not on the boat anymore
1: yeah that's crazy that's cra- so
0: so it feels like I'm dizzy I almost feel seasick
1: but now if you want to talk about stuff in the youth culture that that I have a problem with and this, this is really an old man kind of thing but br- <laughs> brain injuries I'm obsessed with it so I can't watch videos of these people like falling off of their skateboard without a helmet on or somebody getting in a fight and then falling on the concrete and I'm on. I'm like, Oh my God, I wonder if they have oh man, they they may have suffered a brain injury. Like I'm obsessed with people suffering brain injuries. And I guess it's because of Georgia, like I know more about brain injuries. I guess I didn't know beforehand, so I, I didn't care, but like that's mm. my whole
0: See, my those thing. videos are like my crack. I I love watching people get hurt on the internet. It's great. (laughs) Can't
1: do it, man. Not with head injuries, man. (laughs) Cannot do it. It just flips me out.
0: You know what? Actually, this this isn't. Most of these people are really good, but something I've been really getting into is like people doing parkour.
1: Mm. How do you practice that?
0: Well, they have places that you can go. I actually thought about taking lessons. Jumping over. Well, you don't practice there. You don't start there, JP.
1: I know, but there's got, there has to be some situations when you get up there that you're just kind of having to there's – some, there's some stuff that you're just having to learn as you go.
0: Yeah, I think you start off getting the basics down. And then you eventually start working your way up to more and more situations until you feel comfortable jump crossing a gap between two buildings. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think, yeah, you probably don't want to start there. But once you know that you can clear fifteen feet, then you know that and you have no problem doing it. You can know, you but you have to start on the ground first. <laughs>
1: can you imagine that feeling, though?
0: <laughs> See, that's what I'm so fascinated about because I feel like it would be invigorating. Oh my god. Um, I, I don't, don't know if I'd ever when, have the courage to do it myself, but I mean, I think appreciate about how you it. think about how you
1: feel. I feel, we feel, and when you get finished with a great forty-five-minute set, hell, you could even be playing in front of two people. But that feeling you have, and when you go home and you can't go to sleep, and you man, we killed it, and you, it's just that being on stage. And uh, for me, anyway, I don't know if that if you get that, but yeah, I mean, so imagine being able to. Do something
0: and where your life was literally at stake, and you surpassed that. And the thing that I respect the most about it is, I feel like some of these guys, like there's this group of dudes, like I think it's Star Star, and they like, I mean, they do the most incredible shit I've ever seen in my life. So, in their position, not only are they getting off on like, yeah, I just did that, like craziness, but they're also like literally pushing the boundaries of like what humans can do. Yeah. And what is um possible because I don't people I don't think people were doing this a hundred years ago. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, they were. They were trying to outrun a bear.
0: <laughs> Maybe. But right? you know what I mean? Like people weren't doing some of these incredible things a hundred years ago. This is a new thing. This is new territory for humans. Like, I mean I'm watching dudes that are like literally doing backflips 400 feet up in the air on a tower
2: you know yeah
0: like insanity but at the same time like you have to respect the willingness for someone to like be a front runner for that type of activity yeah (laughs) you know what i mean that's badass like that's that's cool jp's on his phone everybody
1: yeah i'm looking at something
0: yeah i thought you deleted facebook
1: i'm not on facebook okay but I will do that eventually. I'm actually on what's even worse Twitter. Ah. Uh. Man, if I want to get like exercise rolling my eyes, <laughs> I want to do some good eye exercise. Good cringe. Yeah. I get go a to good Twitter. Cringe in. And just like, oh my God, people. Seriously. Like, I, actually, you know what? It's not religion, <clears throat> it's not politics. Those may be uh, a part of it, but Twitter. Is what makes the world a divisive place that comes up with things to be mad about. Not everything is a cause. And it just, some of the stuff, some of the people, and I'm like, they have, some of these people have to be just trying to, to troll. Like there's no way that there's these people who are this serious, like can't take a joke about stuff or can't see both sides of something or can't, have some understanding or i don't know it's like
0: it's see this is why i think some of what we're talking about is not good for our culture right because right we live in a society where the music is basically telling everyone at all times like i'm awesome i am this i do all these great things i have money i have girls i have Material things. i It's all about me, 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 me all the time. I think it's right?
1: been that way when we were kids too, though. See, that's uh, where I disagree with you. I
0: think it's worse now. Well, definitely, But, but yes. my point is, is that now we've got a bunch of self-righteous, entitled brats yeah. on the internet yeah. that think that their feelings are the most important out of everyone else's. It's like no one can take a joke anymore because everyone's so just caught up in their own drama. Yeah. And it's like, dude, no one really cares. Like, relax. You're not that important, dude. You are literally nothing in the context of like the universe. You are such a small, minuscule, teeny tiny thing, and your feelings are even less. Imagine that. Like, get over yourself. Grow a pair. Fucking have some fun, and start laughing for a change. Like, you're not that fucking important. Yeah. None of us are.
1: And plus, nobody cares.
0: Even the most important person, like the most important people of our t- of our civilization, that will that we remembered, it could all be over in a second.
1: Yeah.
0: And it won't mean anything. Yeah. So get over yourself, man.
1: Like, well, I think that's a good place to end the the <laughs> old man rant podcast today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. let's we're see. just getting it out of our system, folks. It won't always be this way. We'll we'll
0: do a little variety. Did I mention I'm on a boat?
1: Yeah. Do you have anything to plug? I feel like I need to say that because everybody says that on a
0: podcast. Uh, Yeah, I put out a single recently. Yeah? It's been doing pretty well. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's called Running Out of Reasons. Um, Yeah. Check it out. It is good. Thank you. It's very good. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Most, Most of the most positive feedback I've gotten on something in a long time. See,
1: I really love burial insurance, though.
0: Me too. I love that one too.
1: Go check that out uh, if you are listening. If we haven't lost everybody, now by now. Um, yeah, you know, the video is good. And there is something real quickly, but there is something. There is something similar in uh, the new song and um, burial insurance.
0: Um, yeah, is it in the same key? No, no, it's not in the same key.
1: Because I tried. I listened to both of them after I was listening to. Um, run out of reasons. And I was like, something about this makes me think of burial insurance. Not that it was the same song, but there was a, a maybe it's the feeling of
0: Maybe it's wanting to die. Yeah. Is that what it is?
1: <laughs> See, cause I don't listen to lyrics. Are you wanting to die in this? Uh, no, no, no. Run out of reasons. To but stay? I think death. See, I thought it was a relationship, but were you talking actually do we need to have a intervention podcast? Were you saying you're running out of reasons to stay like on the planet earth? Was that what you were saying?
0: Um, I think it's just running out of reasons in general. I don't think I'm suicidal. Don't worry yeah, don't about that. Don't ever write a don't ever um, write a
1: suicidal song because I'll I'll never know and, and yeah <laughs> then I'll die yeah, and, yeah you'll then, die yeah <laughs> I won't be able to save you I won't be no man I heard your new song man. please don't do it
0: no running out of reasons is about wanting to give up like honestly like really feeling like hey I'm thinking I'm I should probably just give up so you could take it as a suicide watch type song yeah. but. It's not necessarily.
1: Well, plus, I know you, and you're far too arrogant to ever want to kill yourself.
0: But that's the thing. You could also be incredibly angry, arrogant, and that could be the reason why you do kill yourself. Do, do arrogant people kill themselves? Tune
1: in next week. Um, and you can get that single on Spotify and all the places you can get it uh, under J O A. Yep. I know and, when I search for it on Spotify, I just go under Running Out of Reasons. Yeah. Run in no with no
0: G. Um, no, there is a G. There's a G. Yes. Oh,
1: okay. Because I can't. For some reason, I can't pull up JOA when I search JOA. Yeah, because
0: don't. Yeah. Just don't even try. But anyway,
1: so running out of reasons and uh, yeah, cool. And maybe we can attach that to the end of the podcast yeah. and and
0: post. And world is say. watching. Our band has a lot of material that we're going to be putting out soon. Yeah. We're getting really close to being done with so. This year will be quite the year for new music from from us. Cool.
1: All right, we'll see you all next time. Peace.